Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fourth Wave Podcast. I'm Josiah, and we also have Caleb and Jesse. Um, thanks for just coming to hang out with us. Uh, Spotify Raps were were very kind to us, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and we were a couple people's top podcast, which is so good to hear. So thank you guys yeah. for that. Without further ado, though, what has everybody been drinking on today, or how many drinks have you had, and what have you been drinking? Hmm. So I am currently with Jesse at his at his home in Fort Worth. Nice. Because I'm I'm home from from ETBU for the holidays, mm. so he made he was gracious enough to make me an Aerocano this morning. Um, as and if you don't know what that is, just go check out our Instagram. We have posted about that before. Uh, because this morning, while well, I was before I got here, I was making myself a pour over, and what happened was I was putting on my shoes. And I was I was holding them up to untie them while the coffee was blooming, and I actually knocked over my V60 off the carafe, and luckily the coffee didn't go everywhere because there was just the bloom and it already went through, but all the coffee grounds spilled on the ground, and I was like, I'm just gonna leave. So then I left, and I didn't feel like so I wasted uh, 20 grams of. An Ethiopian natural, which we'll probably talk about later and what's in the bag, but yeah, tragic, tragic, dang, kind of sucks. Well, I made Caleb and Ericano this morning. I made Maddie a like shaken espresso, um, with oat milk, like that makes it in, like a cocktail shaker, it's really good, and um, with like brown sugar and rosemary. We stole it from a shop, the idea, um, and then I had myself a uh espresso shot full works paper filter and um it was really clean um it was a uh black and white the original or the year rounder um mm. they're like it's a washed um like blend i think um it was really good and so that's what i had and it was bussing and i'm sure i'll have lots of coffee throughout the rest of the day because of what all i have going on today so. yeah yeah I'm I'm free, so I'm gonna go to a couple shops and we'll see. Josiah, what you doing, boy? What you got? What you got drinking? What you got going? Well, I haven't drank anything yet, but uh, due to the circumstances of today being extremely free, because this is the first day in quite a while that I've had nothing on the agenda, so I'm I'm kind of just gonna get to live as a a video game character today, where I don't really have any real responsibilities. I can kind of go on side quests. All today and that's pretty nice so i'll right. probably hit multiple local shops today and just imagine have a time if your same character showed up in your real life and removed the door to your bedroom like you used to do to your sim <laughs> and you couldn't leave your door all day on <laughs> no one else did that whoops <laughs> uh yeah, we'll keep going. We'll, we'll ignore that. I said. <laughs> so today, we're going to finish. Well, no, we won't finish it up, but we're going to continue our processing series. So we hit natural uh, and we hit honey processed. Yeah. And today, Jesse's going to take point on the washed nice. process, kind of hitting the other side of the spectrum. 
of it all. And so, Jesse, just take it away. Teach us. Teach us about probably the most common one. Yeah, that's true. It is the most common. Um, it, it is my favorite for sure. Um, and the one that, like, I think I have four or five coffees in my house right now mm. in the bag. Um, and they're all washed um, <laughs> because I'm a simp for washed coffees. Um, but I think in my research, there's like over 50% of all coffees in the world are washed process. Um, and it's because the reason it's um, the most prevalent, um, yes, it requires water, but kind of what you talked about, mm-hmm. Caleb, week one with like natural process, you have to be a little more careful with like it could potentially spoil or rot. Yeah. Um, with the fruit on it, it really takes that out of it, and it's a little bit easier to replicate the wash mm. process. Um, but so what I'll do, I'll give like a really brief synopsis of what a wash process is, yeah. and then we'll delve a little deeper. I found a great um, agriculture website that kind of goes step by step with some different options on how washed coffee, like the process of it, um, and then we can keep going and talk about some of our favorite wash coffees we've had and yeah, knock yeah, this sure. out. So wash coffee, what it is is they pick the cherries and then they um, peel the, not only the skin, but also the mucilage off. Um, and sometimes if they don't get all the mucilage off, they put it in big water um, tubs to get the rest of the mucilage off using water as to wash it. Um, so it's also called the wet process. Um, whereas natural would be called dry process. This is wet. Um, and then they usually would put it on like raised beds to dry after they get all of the uh, mucilage and skin and all that off. So it's super simple. Um, but I'll give like a step-by-step what they tell farmers on this agricultural website. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, they give a lot of like pros and cons for it. And so I think they're super interesting. Um but so what they'll do is they will harvest the coffee beans naturally. And so a lot of times they only are going to pick the red berries because they don't want the green or the brown or any of that because obviously it's not going to be as ripe. Um, and then when they get the coffees, they um, the first step they do is they sort it. So they'll put all the coffee beans into a large water tank. And so all the coffee beans that were or coffee cherries that have holes in it from bugs or pesticides Mm -hmm. or um you know like maybe a little bit mushy they float to the top um sometimes even like the yellow coffee beans and sticks and stuff like that will mix to go to the top yeah so i'll pull all those off because like a good coffee cherry should sink to the bottom Mm -hmm. and so that's step one of sorting but like mud and rocks will sink to the bottom with the coffee cherries and so, like, I've even, as, like, a roaster, have found rocks in my, like, big bulk bags of coffee mm. and had to, like, mm-hmm. sort it myself sometimes. Just because the second step of sorting, um, they'll then, like, send it through, like, sieves. Is that what it's called? Where, like, it's almost like they separate the rocks and the mud from the coffee cherries. Oh. And so sometimes yeah. if the rock is the wrong size or catches just right, mm-hmm. it will stay in. Um, but then what they do is they send it through a machine called a pulper. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. It's, it has like big rotating cylinders 
that pull all the skin off as it goes through. Mm-hmm. And as it goes through this really big machine, um, Caleb's getting to see all these pictures that I have. Um, <laughs> it gets pretty much all the skin off, but it leaves a lot of the mucilage on. And it kind of keeps going through. And then it, they go to the step three, which is fermentation. Um, and they have a decision to make as a farmer on two ways to get the mucilage off. One is biological fermentation. It's where they put um, what's left of the coffee cherry into a big like vat of water, and the mucilage is going to like get washed off naturally. Yep. Um, but and that one's like the primary one. They put it in these water tanks for like twelve to sixteen hours based off temperature. But the second option, I thought this one was super interesting. It's called oiling by machine, and they basically use there's some machine that rubs the coffee cherries together and in doing that all of the mucilage falls off except for just Mm. a little bit Um, and so that's good this one's good because it saves a lot of water versus putting them in the water for 12 to 16 hours at a time and then they take it from there they put it on the raised beds or for drying and they let it dry and usually in like um, almost like a greenhouse mm-hmm. looking place because yeah. um, it helps regulate temperature and the sun hits it a little better. Um, so, and it keeps it from getting rained on as well, probably. Um, that's what they do. Um, hmm. They gave some advantages and disadvantages of this. Um, and so the advantages, so washed coffee, um, the advantage is flavor. Like, you're going to get more like a cleanness in mm-hmm. your cup. And that's the biggest thing. Whereas like honey processed and natural, you're going to like be able to play around with it and get like this more fruity forward yeah. flavor. Um, with washed coffee, it's going to be a little smoother, <clears throat> a little cleaner, um, maybe higher in acidity. And so that's like one of the big advantages. Um, the other advantage is that it's easier in the sense that it can be mass produced. And so that's why you'll see a lot of countries like Brazil mm-hmm. championing this because Brazil, when they, they do so much coffee, right? Yeah. And like that was in one of our earlier trivia is like they're the number one, one by far producer. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're able to do so much because once you spend the money to get these machines, then you can replicate it really easily versus doing it by hand. Um, but that's one of the disadvantages is how expensive it is to buy the machinery. Yeah, well, also like an advantage, I guess, from the consumer perspective, especially like someone who's like not yeah super into coffee is just like the approachability of it all. Yeah. Because like the coffees are so clean and, and pretty mm-hmm. easy to drink that just like if you're if you're starting to get into coffee and like tasting different types of coffees, wash is definitely like the easiest to really try and get into. Yeah. Um, and because you know, so you're not having these like funky flavors where it's like sour candy and all this stuff. I know. It's just like a, it, it's just like a nice, easy, light drink. Also, because you can get the same bag twice and it'll taste relatively the same. Yeah. But if you get the same bag twice of a natural or a honey processed, yeah, it could be completely different. So. Yeah, absolutely. And 
Like, could you imagine giving? So our next episode, we'll talk about like anaerobic and experimental processes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had maybe two or three anaerobic ones, and I drank it and I loved it. But it was like, okay, I can have one of these a day type thing because it was so out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when I'm thinking about like, okay, when I'm selling coffee and choosing coffees, I think about my dad because he's one of the like. Um, people who orders from me the most frequently. Yeah. Um, like I always give him coffee and he's like, he knows he likes a very good clean cup. And so that's other than I love washed coffees. It's one of the big mm-hmm. reasons I always choose washed coffees yeah. is because I know I'm giving him something consistent. That's going to be clean and smooth and that's what he wants. And so the times I've drank this like anaerobic. I mm-hmm. thought my dad could not drink this. <laughs> he would be like, what the heck is this? And so we'll talk about those coffees on the next episode. But um, yeah, just some disadvantages yeah, yeah. would be it's really expensive for all the machinery. Mm. Um, because the machinery is so like precise, you have to have a lot of knowledge to like set it all up for the coffee process. And so like, there's not like a there's a higher like entry level per se for that I guess for the farmers, and then what the last disadvantage is it uses so much water like there were like three or four steps where like water's the key ingredient, and that can be a little wasteful or expensive for countries that don't have as easy access to water um and that's why like we talked about in the natural process why um not as many um, farmers use it in like Ethiopia, mm-hmm. East Africa, because it's really high up in mountains and it's hard to get water up there. And um, so it's just not as approachable for a do farmer. You, do you have a number on that? Yeah, I did not find a number because okay. I said yeah and then I said no. <laughs> um, I'm looking it up right now, just yeah. seeing if you, if you had that or not. Which water is used in a wash? Um. Oh wait, no, that's not. How much water is used in coffee processing? A lot. It for okay. so in in from projectwaterfall dot org, the process of producing and brewing coffee is water intensive. In fact, it takes a hundred and forty liters of water to produce just one cup of coffee. Holy crap! Yeah. Uh, sir, I use around 300 to 360 grams. <laughs> that's crazy. So that's a 35 gallons for you Americans. Yeah. Um, you mean us? Yeah, I mean <laughs> Americans. That's crazy. Um, yeah. For that's the, so much. Thing, go take a <laughs> closer look at um, the website that I've been getting a lot of my information from. It's called k-agriculture.com. Slash wash coffee process. We can throw it in the description yeah. of the episode too. Uh, it's super helpful. They have great pictures. Um, and like, there's really like some in the pictures, it's all like the high points, the ones I've really been reading. But then earlier when I was like researching, um, there's a lot more smaller reading that you can do that kind of breaks it down um, even more. Um, and it was kind of fascinating um, because. All of my coffees in my garage right now where I roast are all mm. washed coffees. And mm. so I'm thinking about all of those coffees and how they got there based off the country. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but 
I think that's why I love washed coffee so much is because it's consistent mm. and clean. And I really like high acidity coffees. And this is always going to have a little bit more acidity and less yep. kind of big fruity f- notes that hit you in your face. Mm-hmm. And so this is this is my go-to. Um, maybe what are some of your favorite uh, wash coffees you've ever had? Oh, gosh. This is a... Dude, I know. I've had... I feel like this is a large question because I feel yeah. like with the other two, mm-hmm. it's like easy to pinpoint it out because there's not that many that we've had. And they were more unique, per se. Like, But like if yeah. we just say pick a washed coffee let me do yeah i know because like it was like with the honey process i've had five to ten with natural process i've had 10 to 20 probably maybe more i don't know but this one i feel like i've had over a hundred maybe over 200 washed coffees in my life let me Um, let me try and see if i can just remember (laughs) different coffees yeah that i've had just in my life so that habit you just started of like, oh, you keep your coffee bags. I I've keep, started, yeah. I started taking pictures of my coffee bags when I get done drinking them, and then I add them to a um, folder so I can go back and look at the bags I've drank. Um, you know, I think that I don't know if this is the one that like I had the most adverse reaction to that I was like, oh my gosh, that's my favorite. But mm-hmm. the one that like. I continue to crave is Silver Grizzly's Wush Wush. Yeah. The Ethiopian. Is that washed or is that natural? It's washed. Yeah. Then yeah, okay, I would agree with that a lot because that is a great. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is my favorite, but it was in the like when it was, as it was a week or two ago on my What's in the Bag was the Mbachi Family Katura from Tweed. Mm. Mm. I loved that one so much because it had like a really, like I love acidity, but the acidity was like a orange, but like an orange candy. Mm. And so it was really good because um, we had, it, it hasn't been, it's been cold in Texas for what, a week now, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I made like an iced, uh, the 60 with it the other day and i described it as like uncarbonated orange soda mm. flavor wise yeah and so that's the one that comes to my mind right now and that's probably because it was two weeks ago and my memory's trash <laughs> um but yeah all, i mean all the wash coffees in my head kind of run together so I, I i guess that i you could say that's another dis that's another disadvantage of washed coffees like as a roaster Mm-hmm. I, I, because I, there's not any like when you tell me about a natural or a honey process, I can like immediately think of some. Yeah, because of how out there and funky they are. Yeah. But when you tell me a washed, I'm like, well, maybe this one, maybe mm-hmm. this one. Um, I, I immediately go to like washed Ethiopians. I think, mm-hmm. and maybe mainly because that's. That's like the one country that I'd say I see more naturals than washeds out of. Mm-hmm. So maybe that just that's why it comes to my brain more. But yeah. um, well, and I think there's something magical about a washed Ethiopian. Yeah, of like because I feel like the acidity in it. You're is... still getting the high acidity, but you're also getting these like like jasmine tea mm-hmm. and like blueberry notes that 
you get when it's natural as well. And so it's like the two worlds colliding. But I would, I would kind of agree that that might be a disadvantage maybe. I w my knee-jerk way to define it is maybe less uniqueness, but I don't know if that's entirely true because they can still be unique, yeah. but maybe less discrepancy between the two. Because um, I remember I did a coffee cupping when I had first started getting into coffee mm -hmm. probably five years ago, and the... We did a copying, it was with brown coffee, and they had four coffees on the table. And he didn't tell us what they were, anything, but three of them were washed, and one of them was a natural process. And I started all the way at the end of the table on the first washed. And it was like, cup, okay, yeah. that was good. That was like high acidity, I really liked it. Second one, okay, well, that one was also really, I like how I'm slurping every time. Um, <laughs> second one. Did the third one, and I was like, okay, all of these are really good, but like, they're just like, I don't want to say like normal coffees, but they were just good, consistent coffees. Then I got to the fourth, and when I slurped the fourth one, and it was natural, it was like a whole different world. And he got to the end, and he was like, yeah, I set y'all up for failure on this one. This one scored like a 96, and the others scored oh like an gosh. 88. And so on a scoring system, it was way higher, but it also was just, a process that stands out way more. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those like special reserve coffees that you could order in a little tin. I don't even remember what it was. Um, but you best believe I ordered some as a broke college student. <laughs> so there was a coffee uh, from Brown, or, or I guess second season, formerly known as Brown Coffee, mm. um, that Taylor gave me. I, I pull up to the roastery one day and we just kind of hung out for a little bit. It was this washed Ethiopian. I cannot tell you the name of it. I just looked at their website. It's not there. But it was it, it was pretty uh -huh. great. Um, and I guess also like another region that a lot of wash comes to mind is Guatemala. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about that Brazil, way, but... That Wei Wei Tanango I had mm -hmm. from Guatemala. Yeah, that was yeah. washed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I guess it's... Yeah, there's pretty much every region... Yeah, has a washed coffee. Yeah, for sure. But like, like Ethiopia and maybe Kenya. Yeah, are, are are like the two main ones that that stand out as more of a natural place than a mm -hmm. than a washed place. But yeah. I mean, because if, if you're if you're using a thirty thirty two to forty gallons of yeah per water. <laughs> per cup of coffee, then like yeah. it's a freaking lake for one crop you know yeah that's crazy so um yeah i have a really good well i don't anymore i had a really good colombian that i ran out of this week when i was roasting for um some orders and some christmas presents and it was a colombian wash from uh the huela region and it was really good mm -hmm. but it the same typical characteristics of a normal watch, like the wine-like acidity, yeah. um, some chocolatey, and it's my dad's favorite coffee because it's, a, I think, very clean, crisp, mm -hmm. baseline craft coffee type yeah. drink. So, yeah. yeah. And I guess I know I've been talking in a lot of advantages slash disadvantages and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess another advantage to wash coffee is... Uh, just like brewing it at home because yeah 
I mean, one, they're so consistent that they're probably easy, easier to dial in across the board um, just because they're all, they're, like we said, they're not all the same, but they're all like relatively, they're all similar, mm-hmm. I would say. So, so it's not like you have to, okay, this one, to bring out this note more, da 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 And also just like you can brew it pretty much any way you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll get different flavors, but there's not like one best one. Like I would say, like a natural, mm-hmm. probably yeah. finding out, like figuring out, like the five four method or something to bring out some of the like the the heavy berry notes or like immersion brew it just to like get out the fuller body flavors of a natural or something. Yeah, washed is just it's just so clean cut already on its own. That yeah. Brewing it however you like. Well, so I was kind of thinking about about this from a production standpoint because I know you were just talking mm-hmm. about how there were pros and cons to it a lot. Yeah. And how one of the biggest cons was how much water it takes. So I got mm-hmm. to thinking, like, if it takes this much water, why why would people continue to do this? You know, uh, Jesse, you might be able to speak into this a little bit, but from a production standpoint. Uh, coffee takes a really long time to grow and whenever you're messing around with natural honey process or these different processings uh, from my knowledge it's a little more susceptible to either spoilage or uh, become rotten in some way and whenever you're talking about like that much coffee like doing it that way having all of that spoil like that's a lot of money lost. So in the grand scheme of things, is it also just more cost effective to just ensure that your coffee is going to stay good by washing it? Yeah. I I think cuz that's think about this like if a farmer's like getting this entire crop and that's going to last his family financially throughout the whole year until next mm-hmm. year's crop. Like there's yeah. too much riding on that yeah. for yeah. them to try something new and different and potentially mess it up. And yeah, that's why like there's times where, like a roaster, I'm I'm sure Onyx has done it. I think uh, that Tweed has done it, where they'll like invest into a farmer and pay them extra and say, "Hey, with this crop, will you try?" They'll pay them like more than they would normally and say, "Will mm. you just try with a part of this crop, this like experimental process mm-hmm. that we'll yeah. talk about in the next episode?" They'll try it because. But they'll go but, ahead and pay them. Yeah, but they know that. Hey, so like, then the risk is off of the family, and the risk is yeah. now on the roaster. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's, so that's always, I didn't realize places mm-hmm. did that. Yeah, it's really cool because, like, you know, as a roaster, you sometimes want things unique and special that are a little bit different. Yeah. But you also understand, like, from the perspective of a farmer, like, this is the only money that can get them through the year to some degree. Hmm. And so... Hmm. um yeah, I think it is really cool, and that's that but, is really cool. You know, not all farmers get that, yeah. And so the sometimes they just got to do what's safe and what they know is going to get them the cash flow for that year and pay all their employees and maybe yeah. get all the maintenance done on the machines for next season. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. even though using all that water is probably not the most cost-effective thing to do, it's it's just kind of like ensuring that mm-hmm. your coffee is going to be good. You're going to get everything out of it, all the impurities out that could possibly mess up that. Mm-hmm. And also, I guess in places where 
because I, I was just looking at uh, some of these farms and some of these washing stations um, where they might not, if they didn't wash it, they might not be able to ensure that uh, all those things that we were talking about, like all those sticks, all those yeah. uh, rocks and stuff are going to get out every time. And I'm sure that that ends up creating a more consistent product to mm. then yeah. sell to uh, things like places like Coffee Corral where they distribute to other people. I'm sure that's a good way to, you know, ensure to those distributors as well that they're going to get a consistent product. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. One thing where these pros and cons, this is what's coming up. Advantages, disadvantages. Yeah. One advantage for me with washed coffees as like in roasting is I feel like roasting washed coffees is so much easier because it's mm. simpler. Um, like I know like pretty much all wash coffees across the board, I have a universal charge temperature for my machine, like uh temperature that I put at the start when I put the coffee in at the beginning. Yeah. Um and then like have a very similar base and like I'll tweak it based off the coffee. But for natural coffees and like even honey processed, I have like a completely different um style that i roast because like honey process mm -hmm. they get darker quicker so i have to like manipulate it so that it heats a little slower and like it, it's so much easier on a roasting perspective for wash coffees too and so maybe that's why i like them too is i've had them more because they're it's less thinking involved or maybe maybe not less thinking but yeah less so they have a higher heat tolerance maybe not a higher heat tolerance but you know, they're just, I don't know how to just, and Taylor probably because of the capacity of how much he roasts um, would probably be able to um, break it down, like the nuances in all of them. I just know from my perspective that like wash coffees are easier to roast. Mm. Like I just feel like the learning curve or maybe the um, margin of error yeah. is a little bit smaller there. And so. Sure. I don't necessarily know the scientific reasoning behind that. It just came to head, or came to my head for an advantage for wash coffees. So, yeah. so it seems like a common theme from all fronts, whether it's production, roasting, uh, farming, all these things. It would seem that a large advantage of a wash processed coffee is the safeness of it. Yeah, yeah, and so I think mm -hmm. maybe that's why it's the most common and over fifty percent, and so. Yeah, yeah, but this has been uh, super interesting, and I'm excited about the next one of talking about some anaerobic and it's gonna get weird. Yeah, some scientific. <laughs> Absolutely, like, it's so hard. To, I mean, these people are risking. So we'll talk about that in the next one. Um, but as we um, kind of close, mm -hmm. let's talk about what's in the bag yes, um, this week. What you what you got? What you've been sipping on? And um, Caleb, I'll let you you start. Yeah. Uh, so I have this. Um, I picked. I went to Wayward in Dallas, nice. um, and they they don't they don't roast themselves, but they always kind of have like a a rotating rotating like roaster. They they always have a few. So this time it was Edison oh, yeah, out, of, out of Louisville. Yeah. Uh, I think they I think they have a shop again. 
Really? I think they opened a shop because it wasn't Flower Mound, and then, you know, it, like, burned, burned down or whatever. Um, but I think they reopened in Louisville. I don't know. I'm not sure. I just I just saw that, and I was like, oh, that's actually – If they did, I need to check it out. I'm going to take a field trip. I was like, that's not that far from here. Yeah. But I picked up uh, their Ethiopia – Layo L A A Y Y O O. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, lots but, of double letters. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a natural processed, and so uh, I was super interested in it because I was like, I want a natural. I kind of want some of those funky flavors because mm-hmm. I because I'm at home and my dad always kind of has like more of an an easier coffee most of the time. Yeah, uh, he's he subscribed to that uh, Atlas. Yeah. Coffee mm-hmm. subscription, so we usually it's like a different country. Um, but so I am going to, so I just, if I want an easier drink, I'll, I'll steal some of his beans. But it's a natural Ethiopian, and the tasting notes are blueberry, tart candy, and cola. Uh, and I, hmm. I, weirdly enough, I can taste all of all three of those things. Um, it definitely changes as, as the temperature goes down. So, yeah. You know, that's I think we talked about that in season one. It's just you get different tasting notes in different based off temperature. Yeah. Based off temperature, but it's really good. I'm a big fan, um, and I I've been trying a few more funky coffees as of late. I guess I was inspired by our two two previous episodes. But yeah, to see what you got going. I have so I ordered um, from our Christmas special. I bought that. Like brew package from mm-hmm. uh, fellow, yeah. And the coffee that came in was from Passenger Coffee, mm. um, and it's a Peruvian. Uh, it's called Cusco, um, and I've had it in my. It's the coffee in my office right now for pour over, and it's pretty good. It just you know it's a washed, pretty normal like chocolatey, um, easy to drink while working, yeah. Um, coffee. And then at home, I have, um, like I mentioned um, earlier for the espresso, I have a um, black and white coffee roasters there, like um, year-rounder. Um, the original is what I think it's called. It's like a, a washed espresso blend. It's really good. Uh, so that's what I got on the Spro Bar. And then I have lots of other coffees from Burns Coffee Co. to ship out to people. Um, for the holidays. For the holidays. So Yes. And, uh, Josiah, any notable coffee drinks you've had of late that have inspired, so, inspired so you? So for me, with the the soon return of of my home coffee journey, mm-hmm. soon soon return, uh, just waiting on pieces of paper in the mail is what it is. Um, there's been a recent collaboration that has really piqued my interest, and when I saw it, I was like, this doesn't make any sense like at all. Uh, so me being a guitar player, there's a guitar pedal company called, uh, Walrus Audio. And one of the most unlikely collaborations I've ever seen, mm-hmm. uh, happened. And Onyx Coffee and Walrus Audio made a coffee together. Dude, and they combine like, with so many musicians. It's cool. Like, it's Lecrae, really cool. Lecrae, Lecrae has a coffee with them. Andy Minio has one. The heck, man. Uh, yeah, so it's a washed Ethiopian, so like I'm sure it's yeah. good, but I am purely buying it for the novelty of it, yeah. just because I mean, of how yeah. cool it is. 
and I'm shameless in that. I think it's super cool. Um, and they also have like guitar pedals to go with like each one of the coffees. It's really cool. Guess you just gotta buy those too. I guess I just have to get the whole collection. <laughs> Make Oops. it a write-off. Bad. <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, this has been a blast. Uh, we have one more episode in the series, and I'm really looking forward to it. And then we'll start out uh, with something new and fresh. Um, probably after the Christmas season, start rolling out some new content with the new mm-hmm. year. Um, and look forward to that. So um, we will say, see you all in the next one. Let's play that outro. Bye. Bye.